Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. Now, depending on what day you're listening to this, uh, I should be wishing you a happy Festivus, maybe a Merry Christmas Eve, Merry Christmas, happy Boxing Day. Maybe you're uh, getting ready to uh, watch some World Junior Hockey on Boxing Day. I don't know. Nonetheless, happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas, whatever you are celebrating, whether it's uh with family, friends, all that. I hope you're having a great time just getting to enjoy what the season is all about. Eating lots of food, laughing, just sharing the company of loved ones. That's what it's all about. Unfortunately, a little bit of disheartening news to start off. Um, we were, everyone here listening knew about the the two upcoming shows beginning of January, the PCW show on January 1st and the WPW show on January 13th. Unfortunately, because of COVID, the rise in cases, restrictions being lowered, all of that stuff, unfortunately, both shows had to be postponed. I think the tentative plan is for them to be rescheduled when things get a little bit better. And I think I speak for everyone when I say it's a little disheartening because, uh, I, for one, was really looking forward to it, and I think so was so were a lot of the people involved and even just a lot of the fans who were going to make their way out. So it's disheartening, but it's understandable, and that's the thing. You know, you want to make sure that uh, everyone feels comfortable there, that it's obeying all the restrictions, all that fun stuff. So it's it sucks, but we will get there, and that's the most important thing. Just got to keep with it, stay positive about it, and we will get to it, and I can't wait for when we do have shows back up and running you know i'm looking forward to it. i'm looking forward to seeing all the faces out there looking forward to seeing some great local wrestling action it'll be a great time we will get there don't don't get too down about it it uh, it does suck but we will get there and i mean i for one my my messages are always open if you if you feel like you need uh, someone to talk to this can be a really tough time really really shitty situation going on so if you need someone to reach out to, hit me up. My my DMs are always open. My email always there. Need someone to talk to, just someone to listen, I'm here. So nonetheless, just wanted to get that out of the way. Today's episode of the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, I got a special guest. I'm very happy to have this person on. I was able to run into them down in uh, at Full Gear down in Minneapolis. That was where I first met them. And uh, after talking to them for 15 minutes, just shooting the shit, I thought this this person would be a lot of fun to talk to. So I reached out and uh, they were happy to join me. So today's guest is Bryce Bentley. You may know him as one half of Red Hot Summer with Sammy Peppers. Bryce is... He's still really young, but he's absolutely tearing it up. He's making a name for himself on the Winnipeg wrestling scene. And he's really someone to be watching out for. Um, just his overall attitude, his his drive, just the way he gets things. It's something that uh, I think it's very, it's, it's very exciting to see, especially when someone so new to wrestling and just getting into it. So we get into all kinds of stuff. I don't want to spoil it now by detailing everything. You got to you got to just keep listening because uh Bryce is a lot of fun and this this interview was uh just a really great time and I was very stoked on it. So, now without further ado, 
on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Bryce Bentley. Now, growing up, what was your first memory involving wrestling? You know, tuning in on, checking it out on TV, or what was it? So my first big memory is watching the Hardy Boys against Edge and Christian, and I believe it was No Mercy 99. The Terry Invitational. Uh, yeah, yeah, match. exactly, yeah. where they're going up for, for like, the, the money. It was a money or contract at the top. I'm pretty sure it was money yeah. is what they were going up for. Yeah, so that was my first sort of memory of watching wrestling. And I remember just falling in love with Jeff Hardy. Like I, something about Jeff Hardy is just like, it was like, man, he's cool. Like that's mm-hmm. the one I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> well, I mean, I had like, I always knew of the match, but I'd never watched that uh, pay-per-view until like last year. So that was oh, the first really? time I ever saw it. So, but I can totally understand the like attraction to Jeff Hardy because I mean, growing up, like he was someone like, he had the high flying moves, the risks and all that, you know, and then all the TLC matches, just the yeah. huge ladder spots. It, it drew a lot of people to him. Like a hundred percent. And like, I remember for like grade two Halloween, I wanted to dress up as Hart- Jeff Hardy so bad. <laughs> so I remember my parents bought like this, like hairspray that I can put into my hair that had like kind of like green and red in it. Yeah. And I wore like a nice, like white shirt, similar to like how Jeff Hardy would wear. It, and I'd have like, some I, I can't remember what exactly but those like the stuff he wore on his arms that had like circles in it okay yeah like i had i had the full get up so i dressed up as Har- jeff hardy for grade two halloween and uh, one of those fondest memories that i have is dressing up as <laughs> but it's things like that that really bring you towards you know loving wrestling you know that connection absolutely yeah what was it that drew you to eventually become a wrestler Honestly, like it's always been a dream of mine to always be, do wrestling at some capacity. I, I've always enjoyed entertaining and performing. Mm-hmm. So back in high school, I used to sing in like a death metal band. And I just always enjoyed just performing in front of a live audience. So I was just thinking like, what's something like I could do and have wrestling related? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to become a professional wrestler. Like That's what, something I want to do. So when I moved to Winnipeg, I reached out to, uh, to Danny and AJ and AJ was taking on a new, a new class of, uh, of trainees. And there was finally the opportunity for me to get started. And it started back in 20, uh, I think it was May or June, May or June of 2019 is when I started actually training. Okay. Now, when you moved to Winnipeg, where did you grow up? So I'm born and raised, uh, just in Dauphin. So I actually grew up just North of Dauphin, uh, it's from a small town called Ukraina. Uh, if you don't know Ukraina, then I say Sifton just because it's like <laughs> legit like eight minutes away. <laughs> but I went to school in Dauphin and then I moved to Australia. I lived there for a bit. Okay. Then moved back and then lived in Brandon uh, for about five or six years, then moved to Winnipeg in 2019. Now, growing up before even getting into wrestling, were you doing much sports or anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. So I used to play baseball, football basketball and soccer so I, I played lots of sports and especially for baseball I used to play uh, pretty competitively I mm-hmm. did double a and triple a baseball and we actually were uh, we went to westerns for so we were playing on team Manitoba so I'd go out to Cold Lake Alberta and we went up to Surrey BC uh, those were probably my younger days so around I think it was grade grade seven and grade nine so I don't remember the exact age those mm-hmm. were but it was in those times yeah so baseball was always one of my favorite sports and football. Like I love playing football as well. Um, 
now I have to ask, like, because I know a lot of people, they kind of go through a little phase, whether it's high school or afterwards, where they kind of drop out of be- being a wrestling fan. Did you ever encounter yeah. that? Yeah, I, I do remember it. So I want to say it was like 2005 to 2007 when, is when I stopped really loving wrestling. I don't know. There's, you know, one of those points where, I, you know, it's funny. I remember the distinct moment when I stopped watching and it was when Carlito debuted. <laughs> For some reason, I just wasn't a fan of Carlito. Huge fan of him now. Yeah. But for some reason, as like a kid, I'm like, I don't like Carlito, so I'm just going to stop watching wrestling. <laughs> Basically what happened. And then it was, I want to say it was, yeah. T- like, I was still kind of a, like, an off and on fan because I really liked TNA at the time. Okay. So 2004, 2005 TNA is what I really loved because like I was a huge Jeff Hardy fan and Jeff Hardy was in TNA at the time. And then I started really falling in love with Sting. Like I was still a fan of Sting when I was younger, but I didn't really understand who Sting was. Mm-hmm. Then watching 2005 and 2006 and like, or sorry, I should say 2004, 2005. But yeah, it was around the 2005 to 20, 2017 is when I stopped. Well, those like mid 2000 TNA years, they really had something special going on that it really shows now, like when, you know, you had like teams like the motor city machine guns and just how yeah. well um, Alex Shelley's doing on the Indies right now. And Chris Saban, yeah. Chris Saban, pardon me, is still there. And Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, that co- um, yeah. collection of talent is still making waves today. So it really, absolutely. Says- like it was it was 2005 unbreakable and watching christopher daniels aj styles and samoa joe being like like it's phenomenal stuff that they were doing back then and so like they like i know the wwe had like a cruiserweight division but it wasn't quite it wasn't quite as good as the x division was at that Mm -hmm. time or at least i thought so it wasn't quite as good they it was I find because even when they did the revamp 205 Live, it was something that they never really wanted to fully invest their time in because I, I don't think they ever saw the smaller cruiserweight type wrestlers as ones that would, you know, bring in numbers, even though a right. lot of fans like the WCW cruiserweight days, those are what a lot of people look back at or the X division, yeah. stuff like that. So, 100%. Yeah. So, you did play sports growing up. How much of a transition was it from, you know, you know, you're physically fit, you know, you played baseball, football, that making that transition into wrestling. Um, It's you, you still, you pick up things like playing sports and having that sports background, you can pick up things a little bit easier. I'm not going to say I picked up things super easily, but like you kind of realize where you have to work and how much, how much uh, dedication and drive you have to put into it to actually want to be better and want to be a little bit more successful. And that's some things that you pick up from sports from playing sports is that you just need to, you need to kick it into that next gear when you want to get better. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that uh, Danny Duggan, AJ Sanchez, they trained you Uh, your first day walking into training. What were you expecting and how did it translate? You know, was it everything you imagined or were you just like kind of shell shocked going in there? Uh, I mean, like at the time, I guess I was listening to a lot of wrestling podcasts. Uh, like, I guess I shouldn't say a lot because really Cole Cabana's was the mm-hmm. one that was really, you know, out there and well-known. And I don't think many other others were too, too big at the time. Maybe Jericho's was too. But like, I kind of was hearing like the horror stories of everyone. Like, oh, you, you get really beat up on your first time. And like, it, it's it's crazy. Like the first, the first day was just like, wow, this is like something. I remember taking my first bump. And then kind of like being like, yeah, 
I know exactly what they mean by mm-hmm. by it being a. It's not. It's definitely not easy. It's something that definitely hurts. Mm-hmm. So, when did you? What year did you first get into the training uh, system? So it was in 2019. Okay, so I mean, you're still relatively new to all this, and it's absolutely like, yeah, yeah yeah okay. Um, do you still do that? You you still go training regularly? Still do the training? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's 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 nice that we still have training available that we can go and do. Mm -hmm. Was there any reservations from, you know, family or friends when you're like, fuck it, I'm going to be a wrestler. Oh, hell no. Everyone was hundred percent down. My dad's a huge wrestling fan. My mom became a pretty big wrestling fan again. And like, it's, it's always been something that they've been super supportive of and they always wanted me to do. So they're like, yeah, fuck it. You go do it. (laughs) (laughs) Have, have they been able to see you wrestle? They have, yeah. So they were at my debut match. Uh, it was with Tevi Chevy uh, at the uh, uh, Rookie Sports Bar. And it was in August of 2020. So pretty much like still during the pandemic is when I kind of mm-hmm. made my debut. <laughs> and it was wild. Like it was insane. And like, yeah, they, they were there for that. It's weird to think like now in 2021 that like there was shows like that still going on even yeah. though like now you think about it, it's like, holy fuck, that was just over a year ago. And I don't, even, yeah. I barely left the house then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, doing a lot of training and even those matches during the pandemic, do you kind of feel like you were shortchanged a bit in regards? Yeah. To- like I was, I was really hoping I was going to get, you know, some more, some more wrestling out there. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I would have had there not been the pandemic. Mm-hmm. it's basically yeah I, I broke out during the pandemic and started wrestling during the pandemic so i just haven't had the same the same amount of matches as someone in their first few years that should be getting but mm-hmm. i'm still very grateful for the all, all the opportunities that i have been able to wrestle and been able to do mm-hmm. so i mean we for the listeners listening i mean uh, i first met you down at uh, in minneapolis for full gear yeah uh, through your good friend and former guest of the show, Sammy Peppers. Yeah. Um, we were just kind of shooting the shit and we, I had brought up that uh, watching old, you know, wrestling on the network and we kind of just went back and forth with that. You're, you're fully into watching the older stuff. eh? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's something that my dad's always been into. So we, we would just watch old WCW together, old ECW and like even AWA and NWA stuff as well. When you're watching now, do you ever, like, what are the sort of things that you can draw from there to help you out as a wrestler now? Um, it's definitely, like, watching and knowing how, how they're kind of working, doing the match and how they're kind of working it. And then what I can do to, like, it's, it's watching it and figuring out what I can pick and choose from there that's mm-hmm. going to help help me as well. So I'm watching the greats all the time. Like, Ricky Steamboat is, is absolutely one of my favorite wrestlers of all time because he just... He was just so good in the ring and so good at drawing you to watch and wanting you to, you know, wanting him to win. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love so much. Just like Ric Flair, you want to boo him and you don't want him to win, but he's just, yeah. he's just so good at that. How do you go about picking what you're going to watch? Cause I know for myself, like, I'll just be thinking like, Oh, you know what? I really want to watch like sting and great Muda. So I watch like flair and sting versus muda and terry funk which i never realized yeah. muda and terry funk teamed up but i watched that from 89 how do you pick your stuff 
it depends on it, it depends on the mood of when I'm watching wrestling. For some reason, I'm still very drawn to like 99 2000 WCW because there's so just some good. there's just so it's so awesome and so <laughs> bad at the same time. But there's still some good that you can draw from there from some of the matches. But like really, when I'm like actually, you know, I need I want to watch something. I actually, really want to learn from it. I'm I'm looking for you know you're looking for the legends you're t- you're looking at people that still are talked about to this day about being the greatest workers in the ring mm-hmm. so that's why I, I love just looking at you know the the, the people that um, are talked about so much about being so great in the ring and I just watch their stuff to realize you know to see what they were also really great at. There's a a period of like early nineties WCW, like I think it's like 92 where like Sting was the big focal point and like Rick Rude was there with the dangerous Alliance. And like that era, I find just criminally underrated for how absolutely there was a steamboat uh, rude Ironman match. That was great, you know, and little things like that, that people just don't know what's out there. Yeah. Well, you get, you get Vader and Cactus Jack around that time too. Yeah, and like I, huge, I was a huge Vader fan as well. I love watching his stuff. Mm-hmm. When he did eventually make the move over to WWF, it was disappointing because I think oh yeah, it was all it was it was terrible. Everyone knew just how like vicious the guy could be, how much of a beast, a monster, and then it was nothing like that. So no, yeah, it was it was it's, it was just super disappointing. But I mean, I still get to look back. At least like luckily on the network, you can look back and watch all of his great stuff that he did in WCW. Or, mm-hmm. And as well as you can watch his old Japan stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. There's tons of it on YouTube as well. Now, as a wrestler, who are you taking inspirations from? <laughs> so I love, I love Chris Jericho and I know <laughs> it's probably a Winnipeg bias, but like, I love watching WCW Chris Jericho. He was just so good mm-hmm. at being on the mic. And I mean, he was really good as well in, in WWE, but I just love his WCW run that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like Raven. Raven, someone I draw and watch from a lot, um, as well as Christopher Daniels. I love watching Christopher Daniels, and I, I draw a lot of stuff from him as well. Mm-hmm. So you are, you know, you're younger in wrestling. You've only been doing it for a couple of years. How do you separate, or how do you kind of, yeah, how do you separate yourself from others who are also coming up, making yourself different, making Bryce Bentley who he is? Um, you know, a lot of people that want to break in there, I want to be just that person that people like look at, look, look at in when they're watching and they want to be like, I want to kind of, I kind of want to be like Bryce Bentley. I want, or I want to be friends with Bryce Bentley is basically what I try to go for. And like, I try to be just as friendly as possible, you know, make people be like, I, I want to be best, best pals with him and I want to cheer him on and I want to see him win. So what makes me want to be a little bit different is just, you know, having that, you know, it's just turning my personal personality, turning it up to 10 mm-hmm. and being that and being that person, just bringing Bryce Bentley and being just a super positive over the top guy. You know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do to separate me from everyone else. that's kind of breaking in at the, in an early stage. Mm-hmm. You started off, you know, as a singles wrestler, as you mentioned against, you know, Kevy Chevy was your first match. Yeah. How did, how did the tag team of uh, Red Hot Summer, you and Sammy Peppers come to be? <laughs> well, it's, it's nice that, you know, Sam, uh, Sammy Peppers and I were, we're, be- we're best pals at the same time too, right? So it was just a natural fit that him and I started working together. And then we just, we just offhanded started tagging and it just, the, the working together has just felt so natural and has worked so well that we I, we've been doing very well on the ring we're actually very cohesive as a tag team unit now and we just 
are really enjoying working together. I think, and I think that's what's dialing up both of our, both of our personalities when we're having our promos and when we're having our matches. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, the, the crowd's energy, when they watch us, they can both see us both be super over the top and super, super positive. And I think that the crowd just gets really into it and really enjoys seeing two super, super over the top guys. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, I, I know from seeing Sammy wrestle uh, at PCW shows, like, the crowd was nuts when he's out there. So I can only imagine what it's like with uh red hot summer out there, just getting everyone yeah. fucking jacked up. So absolutely. Yeah. And that's, and the best part is, you know, set, uh, Sammy and I are just having tons of fun out there. And it, when you, when it shows that we're having lots of fun, then the crowd just gets even more into it and they're having fun too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys were coming off basically a summer of uh, feuding with the degenerates in CWE. Yeah. There was some singles matches between you guys, tag matches. I was wondering if you could talk about that feud a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a, it was a hard fought food, uh, feud that we had and uh, yeah, Dragneel and Tyler James really, uh, really pushed us to our limits and really made us, you know, go to a little bit more of a darker side of ourselves and not a side that, you know, Sam and I really ever really want to go to, but it's what we had to do to really, you know, beat the degenerates and really beat them down. Cause we, you know, we just had enough of their games. We had enough of them being these, dastardly guys coming in beating us up for no reason like uh it just didn't sit right with us so we just needed to actually you know turn up and bring a little bit more of an edgier side to ourselves and uh really take it to them Mm -hmm. and i mean you also shared the ring with i mean someone who i think is up there with the you know top winnipeg wrestlers even top canadian wrestlers with mentalo you were able to share the ring with him how do you use that as a measuring stick for yourself going in there with a guy like that? Uh, wrestling men's flow. It was a surreal experience. He's, he's so knowledgeable and just so good in the ring that if you're able to, you know, keep up with him and maintain a solid pace with him, you know, you know, you're, you're doing pretty all right. If you can keep mm-hmm. up with him. Uh, what was it like, you know, like the, I mean, I think you shared the ring with him twice. Twice, yes. Once in a tag match and then once uh, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. What are the sort of things you can take out of uh, someone like Mentolo? Like, you're always learning in the ring. Is there something that, you know, you can kind of take from him and use that towards bettering yourself in there? Absolutely, yeah. It's just, you know, listening to him is really the biggest key. You know, listening to him and ask what he what he tells us, uh, especially, you know, where where we can be better and be the best is just listening in on him and really, you know, understanding what he's trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And I mean, earlier this year, you made your PCW debut at the, uh, the Lundar Halloween show. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. What was that like stepping in the PCW ring for for the first time? Sorry. Oh, it was super exciting. You know, PCW has been around for a very long time and Mm -hmm. I was just excited to finally have an opportunity to, uh, to meet, to meet the crew and meet everyone there. And it was, uh, it was a great time, you know, driving out there with Sammy, Bobby Shink, and Travis Cole. Like it was, it was just great, you know, and uh, having a having a real good time with all of them there. Uh, Cheeks was there as well, so it was nice to. Uh, yeah, I almost forgot about Cheeks, but of course Cheeks was there with. <laughs> good old Josh Cheeks. Yeah, <laughs> but so, no, it was it was great. It was nice to 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 finally work for you know another another big Winnipeg staple promotion, and uh, you know meet meet all the great guys in the locker room there. Mm-hmm. Well. I- I mean, that kind of ties into the next thing, because I mean, things are picking back up in January, you know, you got PCW running shows again, WPW is coming back. 
the Winnipeg wrestling scene, it's really, you know, this is going to be, it seems like it's going to be a big year. It is. Yeah. What, how is Bryce Bentley going to maximize that? You know, what's going to, how is he going to, you know, utilize that to his fullest? Well, the biggest, the biggest difference, I guess, what's changed for me from my debut to what I, where I'm at now is I have to really make big, big shout out to Iron Age Strength and Tyler Colton for training me. He's been uh, really helping me get, you know, a lot bigger and a lot stronger. So a lot that's changed throughout that time and how it's going to help me in the ring in these next, uh, these next few opportunities that are coming up is that, you know, now that I'm actually a little bit more in shape and starting to like look a little bit better, <laughs> I think that's going to help for sure. Uh, so Iron Age strength has been a huge, huge uh, contributing factor. And, you know, training with AJ Sanchez as well has helped tremendously as well with my in-ring. So now I, from when I debuted in 2019 to now, you know, now and now tagging with Sammy, it's going to be, a huge year i think and i think these next few shows that we're going to have is going to be uh gonna be a lot of fun mm-hmm. now i mean everyone sort of has one what's on bryce bedley's bucket list what are things that you want to be able to do whether it's traveling places to wrestle or certain wrestlers you know what's on that list <laughs> so really funny one of my dreams is to wrestle uh either johnny the bull <laughs> or Chris Jericho. Those are my two. Those are my two on there. And Big Vito. Sorry, I can't ever forget about Big Vito. Big no. Vito's. Sorry, I, I take that back. Big Vito's on the top of my list of wrestlers <laughs> that I want to wrestle. Oh man, I I love Big Vito as a kid for some reason, and he's definitely on there. Uh, really, my dreams is yeah, absolutely to travel and just you know wrestle as many places as possible. I would love to go out to England to wrestle. I'd love to go out to Japan to wrestle. I'd love to wrestle in the States even, you know, and hopefully those opportunities start opening up. Now, I mean, you mentioned Travis Colton being able to take a lot from him. He's also, I mean, I don't want to say he gets forgotten about, but he's someone that might not be on the tip of everyone's tongue when it comes to Winnipeg wrestlers, you know, like names for Winnipeg wrestlers. Now, he's been able to travel, do all that sort of thing. Do you sit there and pick his brain about wrestling as well? Absolutely. Like I, I always sit and talk to Tyler as much as I can about his wrestling experience. I know he's been out in China. He's been in Europe as well. He's, he's a vast of knowledge. And I, anytime we're always training, I always ask, you know, different stories that he's had and how he can uh, help improve me as a person, as a, as a, as a wrestler and in training. Mm-hmm. Now I had mentioned earlier that we ran into each other down at full gear. What were the ones, what were the matches you liked most from that? Cause I think everyone, just love the card, but what, yeah. what, what did you uh, go leave and thinking like, that was my top match. to bottom, top to bottom. I loved it all. Like there wasn't really a dragging moment throughout the whole, the whole show. I love the main event. I was so pumped to see uh, Adam page win. You know, mm-hmm. that was one of the big things I was excited for and what I was hoping was going to happen. Then it did happen. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what other matches really stood out. I want to say, I mean, seeing Malachi Black live was so cool. Mm-hmm. CM Punk live as well. Like, those were some things that, you know, as tra- some childhood dreams is, you know, me- seeing Chris Jericho wrestle live and CM Punk live. So, you know what? Like, both of those were fulfilled in a night. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you tune into lots of wrestling. I mean, we all do. It's why we're yeah. fans. <laughs> this year, do you have any matches that really stood out to you for favorite matches? I have to ask. Oh, match of the year. Now that's a good, that's a good question. I'm trying to think what really stood out. Now yeah, I got put on the spot here. I'm trying to remember which <laughs> match really stood out for me. 
it had it has to be something AEW wise because I know that's why I've been watching primarily throughout the whole year. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say there was something like CM Punk and Darby Allen was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I really I really enjoyed that match. Uh, I really like Christian Cage and Kenny Omega, the one that happened on uh, Dynamite when uh, it was for the Impact Championship. Yeah, yeah. Another that was another phenomenal match that I really did enjoy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one was really good. It kind of gets uh, slept on a little bit because I think you know, like Kenny's had the matches with Brian Danielson, you know, with Moxley. So people kind of go to those more. But the, that yeah. match, first match against Christian, was really something special. Absolutely, yeah. That, and you know what? That's I'll put that up there just because I can't remember any other ones off the top of my <laughs> head right now. So that was the first one that came to my mind. So I'm going to say that was my top one for the year. Uh, we'll wrap it up right away. I got a couple more quick ones for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, as a wrestler, I mean, there's no wrong answers to this one because it's all subjective. But if there is one thing that you could change, what would it be? Oh, man, I wish I could be like six, five or something like that. <laughs> if I could change anything, that's like, that's it. Like, I can, I like, I can train and get abs. Like, that's, that's no problem. It's, you know, it's getting to become six, five. I, I can't, I can't train myself to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can get the abs, but you can't get the height. I can't get the height, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last one. Um, I mean, the Winnipeg wrestling scene, it is popping like we, we've talked about. Who are some wrestlers that you think that, uh, that people might not know that they should be keeping their eyes on? Oh, absolutely. Um, definitely, you know, if people don't know Bobby Shank, keep your eyes out on Bobby Shank. He's, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. Same with Travis Cole, sweet and tasty. I love, love them both. Uh, I have to say Sammy Peppers. If no one doesn't know <laughs> Sammy Peppers, you have to know Sammy Peppers. Uh, Cheeks as well. We all, like You got to love Cheeks. Uh, James Roth as well. Um, if people haven't really been keeping up with the CWE, James Roth is someone to keep an eye out for as well. He's a phenomenal dude as well, but he's just, he's great in the ring and he's he knows what he's doing. Awesome. Uh, we had talked briefly um, about upcoming shows do you have do you know any dates you've got scheduled or anything like that what's the future like nothing set up currently at the moment i know we've got some more cwe uh tv youtube episodes tapings coming up so that's pretty much what's in the future right now but we're uh we're hoping more more is coming up in the new years and online where can people find you online you can find me at uh bryce bentley on on instagram that's awesome. where I'm at right now. <laughs> Perfect. You're still, still maximizing that uh, online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, thank you so much for joining me. I had a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you so much to Bryce Bentley for joining me today on the Grain Maker Wrestling Podcast. I had a lot of fun having him on. It was great chatting wrestling, just getting to know a little bit more about him. And I hopefully all hopefully all of you uh, enjoyed it too. So. Uh, January 2nd, CWE is doing their uh, next set of adrenaline tapings out in uh, Stonewall, I think it is, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, They had had posted it after me and Bryce sat down, but uh, check out the CWE Twitter account. Check out their website. They've got all the information. It's out in Stonewall, January 2nd. Um, More info, hit them up for it. But uh, once again, thank you to Bryce for joining me. It was, I had a lot of fun. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I truly appreciate it. I will say it every time because honestly, it means a lot to me that you take time out of your day to listen to me chat about wrestling. So thank you so much for that. If you're listening for the first time, 
You can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod. Shoot me a follow up on there. Let's talk wrestling. You know, let me know who you want to see on the uh, who are on the podcast. Certain topics to talk about. Hit me up on there. Email GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. Let me know thoughts, questions, concerns. Hit me up on there. Uh, Facebook page Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Uh, up on all of the usual podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If there is a podcast platform that I am not on that you would like me to be on, please let me know. And if you could rate and review and all that stuff, I would truly appreciate it. So that's all the all the socials and stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Um, just honestly, this December, I hope everyone is having a great holiday season. I hope that you're getting to spend time with your family, friends, loved ones, all of that stuff. Honestly, I hope uh, everyone just has a great, great Christmas. So thank you once again for joining me on the podcast. Until next time, we'll talk soon.